0: Welcome to the Winning Drive Podcast, where Parkland USA employees discover the tools, strategies, and resources to increase safety, productivity, and success. Here's your host, Ben Fanning. Today's episode is Life Lessons from a Fast Fishing Champion and Sea Store Manager. That's right. We have this is part one of a jam-packed interview from a standout Parkland USA store manager, Curtis McBride, live from the Sea Store Cono Mart and Billings, Montana. And here's a little bit of what you'll discover in today's episode. What Curtis learned about leadership as a four-time state bass fishing champion. What a big fishing tournament taught him about success and why he puts such emphasis on training his team, advice for handling unexpected situations that can happen in the store and in life, and what keeps customers coming back. The one thing that always infuriates customers and how to avoid it and then what you need to know about life in the convenience store world. Enjoy this episode and then join us next week for part 2. Hey Curtis, welcome to the Winning Drive podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's uh it's going to be a good time. It's exciting.
0: Yeah, so uh just for the listeners here uh well well Curtis, first of all tell us where you're, you're dialing in from or not, or you're zooming in from today.
1: I'm i I'm in Billings, Montana at store 80177.
0: All right. Billings, Montana. And that I bet is a beautiful area of the country.
1: You know, it's, it's really nice. It's kind of, um, you know, it's a high plains desert. So, you know, we have hills and it's kind of a rugged country, more desert like, but in my opinion, I, I enjoy, I enjoy that flat land and that dusty rugged It yeah. looks, so it's very nice. I like it.
0: And I'm looking by looking at what's, what is behind you right now. So just describe it uh, to the people listening because they can't see it. They'll just be listening in and seeing it.
1: That is my tobacco back stock. And there's a few <laughs> other things, in there. you know, some five hour energy and such, but yeah, that's just uh, that's just a uh, backroom storage for tobacco products.
0: All right, all right. It's got to go somewhere, right? You got to keep yeah. it somewhere. And this yeah. is your office and where you're dialing or where you're zooming in from yeah. today. Yeah. Cool. All right. Perfect.
1: It's a, it's a cozy little office with lots of computers.
0: <laughs> all right. And as we got rolling here, Curtis surprised me. He's like, you know, this is the this is only the second one of these interviews that I've done. I was like, this is your second one. He's like, yeah. And I just did the other one. Will you, will you tell him about the other interview or your first interview that you just did?
1: Well. <laughs> I fish a lot of bass tournaments. I, I always have, um, I spent a lot of time. I had, I fished TBF BASS, uh, and I made, you know, I've, I've made the Montana state team. So state champion three times and I made the North Dakota state team one time. So there I was a of state championship there in North Dakota, but you know, I started fishing kayak events, the the KBF series, which is crazy fun. And on Saturday I was fishing an online event and I happened to be doing very well. And I got a text message from the tournament, the director that said, Hey, click on this link. We want to do a live interview on the water to ask you questions about what you're doing, how you're doing it. And so
0: on. So, <laughs> and you gave away there. your secrets. You, so you are a three-time state champion in Montana one time in North Dakota, and you're going to give your secrets away on the, on the air.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, <laughs> I've heard it put best, you know, you can, you can have all the information in the world, but that still doesn't mean you can catch the fish. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of on the fly changes there can, you know, overnight, the water can go down, the weather can change. So it's much like a convenience store. It could change at any second. And if you don't use your head, you're not going to make the right decisions when the change occurs.
0: Well, there you go. Life lessons and business lessons from a state champion, three, four time, uh, state champion of bat and bass fishing. I mean,
1: yeah, and I have to point out, there's also, you know, it's not just a singular thing. There were also 12 other guys on that comprised of that team. So, you know, right. I was part of a team of 12 state champions. I don't, I don't want to seem bigger than I am.
0: Well, <laughs> like, like a store, right? It's a team effort. Yeah. When you win the championship, there's people with you in that effort. Yes, absolutely. So, so you say the key to that is staying flexible and adjusting yeah. to the situation because it could change at yeah. any time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And when's a time in the convenience store world when that unpredictability happened, or, or uh, maybe a moment where, hey, it, it, it did change pretty quickly and you had to adapt.
1: You know, it it happens regularly. Uh, you you deal a lot with technologies and it's just, it's an absolute given that at some point those technologies uh, will fail and you have to, you know, make quick decisions, not only to fix the the moment, but you, how to get this situation resolved as soon as possible. And so that's, that's part of that. Even, even now, you know, I, I had set our meeting at late as possible because I was expecting several deliveries. And unfortunately the biggest of those deliveries didn't show up until about three minutes after we started this. So I had to, you know, I had to maneuver and get staff in place to cover the delivery while I was away. So it's it's a daily occurrence. And I think hmm. part of that is once again, in your head, you know, typically when those unexpected changes happens, I think that people you know they'll they'll tend to get down like oh this is a bad day this isn't working out you mm. you've got to you've got to throw those things away the first thing you need to do is wrap your mind around how do we solve this problem and what is the best solution you know and then later you can decide well how did this happen and how can we make it not happen in the future but you really have to stay in the moment and you have to be able to move your emotions off that might affect the decisions that you need to be making in that moment.
0: So did you discover all this fishing and apply it to the convenience store world or you discovered a convenience store world you'd apply it to fishing?
1: Uh, Honestly, for me, it was was all from fishing. Uh, You know, some of the best stories, I guess, relating to that and how it would relate to this is during those champions, in fact, there was one tournament of the best. When I was trying to to get on the North Dakota state team, um, you get, you're paired up with another gentleman. You're not on a team. You're actually fishing against one another for a spot on the state mm-hmm. team. But what had occurred is it's an eight-hour event, and him and I went out. And between the two of us, I was calm, just kept casting, doing my thing. And he was fired up. He was ready to go. But as the hours wore on and neither one of us caught fish, He started to get down. Oh, they're not biting. This isn't going to work. We're not going to be able to get there, you know? And so Mm. he kind of stopped what he was doing and I just kept going, just kept fishing, kept fishing. Well, in the last five, there was 15 minutes left in the event. And in a five minute section of that 15 minutes, I put three fish in the live well, and it was those three fish that put me on the state team and excluded him. So the the moral to that story is you, you have to, you have to put past the negativity that you're going to develop. You have to keep moving forward because the, it will turn out, you know, it's seven hours and 45 minutes with nothing. And then in five minutes, I got what I wanted or achieved that goal. And that works in the convenience store setting.
0: Wow. That is incredible. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> and it's, it, it really resonates with me, not just in the convenience store world, but really in life. That, that's a great life story because yes. it's, it's a lot of time. It's the cumulative effort. It's not like one moment of like, Hey, i, I caught one fish. It's casting over and over and over yes. and just yes. keep pressing on, stay steady. Don't get yes, too high. Don't get too low. Just keep going and paid yes. uh, paid off for you. What, so what, what's the biggest fish that you ever caught?
1: uh, seven pounds, two ounces, large wow. mouth bath. Yes. Wow.
0: My goodness, man. And that one had been around a while swimming in the water. I'm assuming to get that large.
1: Yes. In fact, I mean, if I'm using my phone for this, but that, that particular fish was recently caught as the new Montana state record, which is totally crazy that <gasps> I, could, I could show you two pictures side by side. Now, it, when it was seven pounds, two ounces, obviously that was two years ago, but I could show you two photos side by side and, and give you the proof that they are the same fish because they have identified are individuals. So they have identifying marks. So I had caught this fish, took pictures, put it back two years later. Now there's a gentleman with a state record. So it's, it's kind of neat, but you know.
0: That's incredible, man. It's you are a fish identifier extraordinaire. You know, these <laughs> things you can tell about the scales, the, the,
1: yeah uh, uh, definitely, you know, cuts, individual cuts or breaks and fins that they get from damage throughout their life and things like that.
0: Wow. A lot we can learn from fishing. Yes. All right. Absolutely. So one thing I I didn't get right out of the gate, maybe explain what your role is at the store there in in Billings.
1: Well, I'm a store, I'm a store manager and I guess my role would be uh, keeping my team together. I, um, I think at least for the most part, I have a unique perspective in, you know, I've I've been in the industry for quite a long time and I feel like in in the early two thousands, most of the management that I deal with, they they were very good. They were great at what they did, but it was very specific. Like, this is my job. This is your job. Hmm. Whereas, and, and I like that, you know, I understand that there's some things that have to be that way. However, it doesn't help when you get into those pinches that we were just talking about, then you don't know your staff doesn't know. So I teach the people that are around me to know almost everything that I know. Um, I, I always make a joke with them. By the time I'm done teaching you, I will make myself obsolete. Um, (laughs) and that, that only empowers them to be able to make correct decisions and the Mm. best decisions for the business and, and the store and the company in general. And it empowers them as an employee because they, they get to be, you know, their job isn't just changing garbage, stocking coolers, waiting on customers. They get to be a part of the growth. They get to be a part of the numbers. Um, they get to be a part of the greater things that are in this business. And I think that then that encourages them and empowers them to, to make better decisions, to do the right things, to always be thinking. Mm. You know, I love that.
0: Yeah. You go from the power of me to the power of we, which is is easier. And you're, and you're like, I love that part about making yourself obsolete. You're like, Hey, man, I don't have to be here for the job to get done. You've got the skills. I'm going to teach you how to do that. And it goes, you know, it reminds me of the fishing parable about teaching, (laughs) teaching a man to fish versus feeding, you know, feeding somebody fish versus teaching them to fish.
1: Of course. Absolutely. And they'll never go hungry. Absolutely. Yes. I'm very big in in that that freedom of knowledge and teaching people new things. And, you know, for myself, I learn things like more and more patience because each person learns a little bit differently. So I may have to adjust. I can't just say this is why we, you know, how it's done, why we do it. Sometimes you have to go a little further. So I have to find new and different creative methods to teach people sometimes through example or story or even trial and error.
0: Parkland USA is looking for other great drivers just like you, and we are paying you for it. We have an employee referral program that pays drivers for any leads that become drivers for us. Have a friend or family member with a CDL license who'd like to come work for Parkland? Please pass their name and contact information to your dispatcher and people in culture manager. If they get hired, you get paid up to a few thousand dollars, depending on the area of the country. You are listening to the Winning Drive podcast now. Back to the show with your host Ben Fanning. Did you have great mentors along the way, or did you read certain books that you that were helpful in in, in your management philosophy, or what was it? You know,
1: I, I had I had good teachers. I, I there's a handful of good managers that I worked for. I read a lot in general, a lot of, a lot of science type stuff, but and psychology, I just free reading, it's kind of a dork like that. But, you know, I had a lot of good teachers along the way. And from each one, I tried to take what I felt was the best and then mold it into what I wanted to do. Um, when it, you know, I've only, I've only been managing this store for a year. I mean, I've been a big part of the ConoMart superstores before Parkland, you know, but I was never really a manager. I just, you know, I, I cared about the business. I liked the job. I, I liked what I do, so I was always trying to consume more and more. And that was kind of along the. I don't. I don't like the answer. I don't know. So, in fact, you'll find that 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 infuriates customers more than anything else. I don't know. Like so. So I was
0: always. I was <laughs> it infuriates always infuriates customers.
1: Yes. You know, like, Hey, where do I find the aspirin? I don't know. You know, or how do I get to I-90 from here? I don't know. You know, nobody, nobody likes that.
0: <laughs> I can see that. And so right. is that, is that part of your training or when you're talking to your team, you're like, yeah. And that phrase from your vocabulary and instead. Yes. What do yes. you, what do you teach them? How to, you know, what do you teach them to say or address it when they really don't know if they, they don't really need to be using that expression?
1: I usually, I usually, you know, encourage them to go that extra mile, you know, maybe, Hey, how do I get to two twelve from here? You know, I'm not entirely certain, but let me check my, let me put it into Google maps and we'll get to where you need to go. Or, you know, how do I get to such and such business in billings? Hey, you know, I'm not certain, but we're going to find out before you leave here, you know, so Mm -hmm. you can, you can not know something, but, you can also take those extra steps to, to do the work, to learn. And even more so now than, you know, when I was way back, back in like early 2000. I, I was, I would fold out a map, you know, I'm mm-hmm. using a paper map trying to, but now we have smartphones and Google and all sorts of crazy features at our fingertips. Really there should be no reason that you can't take the time to help a customer or another coworker out. There's wow, always yeah. no way to find the answer.
0: So it sounds like, Part of working in a convenience store is being a problem solver.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's that's enjoyable. That it's very enjoyable to, to solve problems or you know help people along the way. You know, it's it just feels fun. It feels good.
0: Yeah. What a great lesson in customer service. So many organizations struggle with that. And it sounds like you know, you've developed a a formula that that works for you and your team. So congrats on that. Well, thank uh, you. Yeah. What um so let's dive into convenience store life uh, just a little bit here. Um so tell me about your regulars that, that come into the store.
1: Oh uh, that's that's almost a two-part. We have we have local regulars, and mm-hmm. you know, as far as you know, maybe the business model is concerned, those those are the ones that are very important because these are the people that you could see every single day, you know, 365 days a mm-hmm. year. Uh, these these are the ones that help your store, you know, stay open. You know, in the winter time, we're we're almost very uh, touristy, travel related. We're right off the interstate. There's, ski
0: ski travel, right?
1: Yeah, six or yeah. seven hotels in in our area, um, so it gets real busy starting around this time of year. But come winter time, you know, four feet of snow on the ground, twenty below zero, it gets quiet. So it's it's those regular customers that really uh, make the difference. They help you keep your doors open through that downtime oh,
0: through the winter. When the, when, when yes. there's so much snow, you need the regulars coming. Cause yes, yeah. it's flattened buildings. People aren't showing up there to ski specifically.
1: No, no, they're, all, Deep, they're like big right
0: sky before. and all that other. in that yeah. woods. so you guys depend on those regulars <laughs> to help keep you going, keep the store going during that time. And are they yeah. coming in there to do what exactly?
1: you know, <laughs> of uh, a lot of fuel you know obviously a lot of fuel a lot mm-hmm. of local you know neighborhood businesses in our area they use us to to gather their fuel and, and things of that nature and of course energy drinks everybody needs that energy drink before they go to work but uh you know so those are the ones and they're interesting they come in you learn their names and who they are and about their families and of course then they know about you as well as a person so it's mm. it's unique in a way because it's they're, they always come into they always come into the to, into your store you know and so these th- those are unique now the other set of regulars is we have a a unique set of people that that don't live in the state but they travel uh, every year mm-hmm. and so each year you know there's maybe June or July you'll get this group of people that you haven't seen since last year in June or July and they oh. always make it a specific hey we got you know they stop at the Conomart Mart you know and like oh hey you know you talk you catch up a little bit even in some cases we we do learn their names as well but they specifically stop whether they need fuel or not they stop at this exit to get all the things they need at this store Because there's a relationship that's been built, even though they live 1,500 miles away. Wow.
0: Your health matters. Sitting all day isn't great for our health, and incorporating physical activity into your day helps counteract that. Our motion program is open to all employees and literally pays you to walk. You earn free money by walking a certain number of steps per day. This money is applied to your HSA bank account and can be used directly to pay for any doctor's visits, prescriptions, or anything else you'd use your health insurance for. The maximum amount of money you can earn over the year is $1,100. Many of our employees have lost significant weight, gotten healthier, and even slept better since they joined Motion. Reach out to your dispatcher and people and culture manager for information on how to get started. It's that easy. Thanks for listening to the Winning Drive podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode
1: soon.